millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The program is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode 212 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. And who are you playing? Zolf Smith, Hamid Salah Harun Al-Tahan, Sel Sidebottom, and Azu. And welcome back to our pro-lich podcast, where we're helping you live your best lives. <laughs> and afterlives. And afterlives. Then lives again, maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Let's find out. It's literally brilliant. <laughs> so we are currently still underneath London, but a different type of underneath London. We've spent a lot of time underneath London looking back, just mm. with different flavours. Yep. It's just London's all the way down. Surprised you didn't try and fly uh, Topaz up to the top to save everyone the bother of the stairs, but here we are. Don't... Don't rub it in my face. Okay? <laughs> Rubbing a massive camel in your face. <laughs> Don't do that, kids. It goes wrong. Um, yeah, so we are currently in the... Okay, now this sentence makes me feel like a little bit of a hack, now I think about it. So we are in the crypt of Geoffrey Chaucer. Mm-hmm. Underneath Westminster Abbey in our attempt to end an existential threat to the world. So far, so genre fiction, yes. Yeah. The stakes are quite high. Yeah. Didn't consider that. I, I kind of just followed logical steps and here we are. Uh, so, I believe you're all having a, a little tete-a-tete in your own private mausoleum booth. So I'd like to pick up after that, if I may. I believe the general consensus was screw it. Yeah. But yeah. I just want to check in with everyone. Yeah, like it can't be worse than the alternative. I think was the option. Was the option really? Yeah, and basically, if if he is lying, there's not much we can do about it. So yeah, may as well. In which case, then I am going to suggest I would like to follow your lead in terms of you've had the discussion, but you're still in the booth. If you want to go have a natter and make an agreement, that's fine. If you want to go uh, attempt to murder them, that's fine too. I'll follow your lead for now, but you've just finished your conversation. I think we were just about to head out and, and say, yeah. yeah, all right. Fabulous. You all head into the room then in no particular order. Since the tech magic only lasts a minute, I will refresh it before doing so. That's fine. 
the creature. I keep calling the creature. Jeff gestures for you all to uh, sit back down and join him. Little Jeffy Chaucer. Do people do so, or are you all standing battle ready? Uh, no, no, we're not. No. I guess we're broadly inclined to accept your terms. Two thumbs up. A compact, then. I think we agreed to try. You, So, you know, if it doesn't work, you're not allowed to be angry at us. Were that anger were so easily controlled, the world would be a much better place. Well, you know what I mean. We're going to do our best, I suppose. If, If what you say is true, and if you're not lying to us, then we've got your best interests at heart. If you're lying to us, then obviously we've got a problem, but then we don't know until... You know, it's this whole thing, isn't it? We don't want to fight you. It doesn't seem to be useful. We've got, you know, a bigger problem, which you're aware of. So, yeah. If you are able to render us some assistance, we'll do our best to render you some. Yes, that. Excellent. Chaucer reaches over and pulls off a plain gold ring. Oh, rings again, eh? And then lays it, lays it on the table and just goes... A symbol of our compact... Uh, and a promise from myself that thou might carry my authority with those that would follow me. Right. Right. As it gives him a marble. (laughs) Chaucer holds it up in his skeletal fingers and examines it as one would examine a powerful magical artefact or an ancient archaeological uh, thing. Having never seen a marble, because I'm assuming you've gone full cat's eye marble with it. Oh yeah, I picked the prettiest marble I could find. (laughs) Just examines it with the flaming holes in his head that he has for eyes. Puts it in his pocket. I would like to examine the ring. Also, very quickly, I had this massively intrusive thought with Alex miming holding the, the marble, and I thought you were going to say, and just pops it in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> weirdly, that was weirdly why my yeah, brain went. Like, oh, I was like, why do, I, why do I want to eat the mime marble? I want to. I really want to eat the mime marble. I don't know why. I don't know why. That's not a thing, but I'm going to eat it. I do. You provided me with these delicious treats. Sucker. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Munch, crunch. What delicious sweet meats the future holds. (laughs) I'm so sorry if I broke the mood. Oh, no, that was perfect. That's amazing. Genius. Such a pure, like, gesture as well. Yeah, like, in my head, for Azu, like, the marbles represent some of, like, her happy times. Yeah. Lovely. Sorry, Bryn, you were going to continue the plot. No, no, it's all good. Can you please give me a perception check? And if you want to cast Detect Magic before that or after that, that's fine, but you need to let me know. Yes, I would like to cast Detect Magic and then examine the ring. 24 on my perception check. So the Detect Magic shows it's an utterly mundane ring and it has an engraving on the inside and it just has a single name in sort of a cursive script that says uh, Philippa inside. What? I just shut the Wikipedia tab. This, oh, this, 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 look at this lovely, lovely lich. What's going on here? What a nice Aww. lich. Yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely amazed. We sell like continuously with like the the vampiric mist of the skeleton being like, are they a friend? And then we met like their dad, and yes, a friend. Friend. <laughs> friend. Yeah, it appears to it appears to be a mundane wedding band. Okay. Aww. And it ju- it just has the name Philippa 
on the, engraved on the inside. That's really cool. nice. I will carry it. I'm not putting it on. It's fine. As, as, as the <laughs> ring of the Shinardo of the party, yeah. <laughs> well, technically in Pathfinder, you can only have one active magical ring on a hand. So what I could do is just put it on one of the fingers of the same hand I've already got a magical ring on, and then it wouldn't be able to activate. <laughs> oh, okay. Even, even if it was a trick. Yeah. Fair enough. At which point then, Jeffrey stands and looks to all of you. And then just stands there looking at you all for a while, just perfectly still. Uh, uh. We we should take our leave of you then, I suppose. Yep. Thank yeah, you for your thanks. assistance. Good, yep, yep. Cheers. Jeffrey holds up a finger for a second and then returns to his perfectly stationary state, just sort of staring at nowhere. And his eyes oh. start to grow brighter and brighter. Yep. And brighter. Mm. Soon they're emitting light like torches then like braziers and it fills the room and you start seeing all around the place all of the sort of shapes and so on and the flickering shapes of the uh, statues start to almost animate and you hear the sounds of distant movement down the corridor so do you think he's he's controlling his yeah creatures yeah. right okay you still have detect magic on right hamid yeah you're gonna have to turn it off if you don't want to have the stunned effect i mean yeah it already it only lasts a minute so it'll probably be fading anyway i would say raw necromantic energy yeah. just like just emanating out in a massive wave every instinct will be saying this is terrible yeah this <laughs> is awful none of you have any physiological effects though apart from a slight queasiness maybe mm. just a, a sort of feeling of slight physiological unease then the lights start to dim a little bit start to dim and he uh, sort of turns to regard all of you it is done you might proceed at your leisure I will be trapped within these walls, but my envoys can move beyond them. Good stuff. Two thumbs up. Thanks, Chaucer. Um, oh, uh, as so, a uh, gesture of goodwill, I guess, um, I think. And I will grab in my bag of holding and hand him a copy of When Passions Collide. Yeah. <laughs> yes! 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 He holds it in his hands and then starts to turn it over with, even through his lack of facial features, true reverence, true reverence. And he's spending as much time examining the quality of the paper as he is actually looking at the words. It is a kingly gift. (laughs) Tell you what, look, because to be honest, I might be better here than... And I will grab the rest of my, like, Campbell collection and just stack it on the table because I've got a bag of holding, right? I've got all my books. Mm. Just, you know, look, if if we don't manage it and you're stuck down here, well, then at least this will give you something to pass the time. Aww. Thanks to all of you. Shouldst thou need rest, do take it. That actually would be a good idea. Oh, I just... I, do you think we have the time? G- genuinely, I... Do we have the time to let Azu go up there still short on blood? You're right, actually. No, you're right, you're right. Because if, if, if we fail, then it doesn't matter how long we took. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. We're in Westminster Abbey. What, what if we went up to the roof and look at the situation and then we can come back down and rest and at least have an idea of what's out there, know what to prepare for? Hmm. I don't know. He was saying that it was pretty full up there of monsters. It will take time to cleanse the Abbey. Right. Oh. Um. Thou hast a moment. Okay. Or two, perchance. All, all right. Um, thank you. Um, 
Yeah. In which case, um, we're going to go get some rest. Wild steps up and holds a hand out to shake Village's hand, looking a little bit edgy. Chaucer sort of looks, tilts ahead, then reaches out and uh, grabs it. There are literal sparks that uh, spark as they shake hands and then the sparks finish. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Wild just turns to look at the rest of you. Weirdness aside, I mean... It's not often you get to meet your heroes. Mm, very true. F- f- fair enough. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get some, some rest, and then uh, in the morning uh, we can all have something good to eat as well. Um, can we? Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Jeffrey gestures at the table. Should you need, and then rather weirdly, like without the social mores, just sits back into the chair at the head of the table perfectly still even though you're sort of around and slightly off to one side just sits staring at a sort of obtuse angle away from all of you yeah fair enough I would go to a side mausoleum booth and, and have, a, have a kip have a nap <laughs> so I am going to get a little bit fudgy with the mechanics here okay which is as far as I'm aware people want a proper long rest right like a mm. spells back a reset your spells yeah thing. we need it we need it you all settle into your uh, mausoleum for a a, a, a nice <sighs> memento mori nap <laughs> eventually I'd say let, I'm going to assume that you need the full eight hours mm. yeah yeah a few hours into that you start hearing a, a muffled noise coming from one of your packs a sort of Oh, the um, yeah, mobile, mobile stone, stone mobile it? stone. Mm-hmm. I oh. grab it. The signal super crackly, um, in the same way the Babbage stuff was, and you just get. Oh, let out, Professor, is, is that you? Are you, are you? are you okay, Einstein? Barrett, too, too much interference. You okay, Ahmed? Can you maybe get away from Chaucer and see if it clears up? I'll come with and 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 make sure I don't, you know, get murdered. Actually, should we all go? Let's, let's, I was going to say, we, we, could all, we could all chat to Einstein. So yeah, you're, there are a couple of side doors in the the main sort of mausoleum you'll be able to sort of head off to easily enough. Okay. And yeah, it is really simple that the, the, the more stone you put between you and Chaucer, the more it's like... Okay, I see improving. Hey! Hey! Professor, I'm so glad to hear you're okay. Yes. Oh! So, um, is everyone alive? No. 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 Oh... I thought that might be the case. I mean... We lost Augusta, we lost Summit Yell, and uh, Nicola uh, as well. Bad news. Um, are, you, are you the reason it's all going off up top? M- Probably. Maybe. Yeah, sort of. Um, yes. Uh, uh, when you say up top, where do you mean? At, at the bunker. It's all, it's, all kick, it's all kicking off. Oh, right. It's super scary. We're you... not there anymore, no. Well, no, I, I, I went out. You know, you all came in, and then I went out to, to fetch some things. Oh. We got attacked. We, we got attacked where we lost them. Lovelace is, is, is secure in the, in the lab. Um, okay. Pr- Professor, what, what's the last thing that, that... When was the last time we saw you, from your perspective? Oh, well, I, I brought you all in. And then I, uh, I pretty much headed straight back out to make sure that everything was, um, uh. was okay with, with, you know, doing the check-ins. So, mm. my memory is that when we found Tesla's body, 
when we broke into pairs and started searching, Skrark and I headed down to the lab and we saw Einstein coming oh. up from the lab and he said he went to check the toilets. <gasps> you are correct. You came in with Einstein. You all then had an atta. Then the next time you saw Einstein was the next morning. And then he was like, yeah, I'll check the toilets. Yeah, we'll go find him. And then when you went to look for Einstein, he was gone. Was Einstein the beastie? Was that like a fake Einstein? Um, I, I kind of, I'm assuming we all fall silent as this dawns. And I'll mm. make like a smash the stone kind of mime at Hammett. Um, it, it best... So, like, where are you? Best to get away from the bunker, Professor, to stay safe. I don't don't think it's safe well, there anymore. Everything... Well, I'm trying. It's, it's, it's all crazy, you know? You've got all the you've got all the squizzards on one side and then you've got all the pods on the other and they're all just going at it. It's crazy. I'll, I'll actually mime to the group to, like, go back towards Chaucer because we could literally do that. We're yeah, going through yeah. a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> We're... We're out, Professor. We're safe. We're still pretty close by. Not not super safe to talk much about it. Where are you? Uh, we're we're safe. You you we're, we're, we're safe. safe. Just just get what? get away and stay safe, Professor. We're, we're safe. What about? We're still yes. you know, we're still here. Security. Yes, security what? protocols. I'm like pulling Hamid. <laughs> yeah, I mean Hamid's not resisting. We're in a tunnel. I mean, we're not in a tunnel, but I mean equivalent to we can't hear <laughs> yeah, you. You're just getting, and by the time you make it into like Chaucer's room, it is just like, and then and then goes dark. Like you lost the signal when you went through that room and refound it, and yeah, in that room it's just it's just dead. S- smash the stone. Smash. They, they could be. Yeah, yeah. Hamid does. There's a there's a brief sparkle of purple light, and uh, Chaucer turns to look. A- a- enemy action. We think they were trying to find us. Yeah. Chaucer hmm. just turns. <laughs> yeah. Return to his uh, his odd little sit. Oh, I hope they haven't got him. Oh, Me too. God. I hope that's a fake. Oh, right. Well, we'll have to we'll have to find out after this is done. Maybe yeah. even if they have got him, if we do the consciousness retraction and, and yeah. doing thing, he will be fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'd for- I'd forgotten that we were gonna. Yeah, we're gonna uh. save the world, and hopefully that includes Einstein, whether he is already gotten or not gotten. He's, you know, he's he's as close as can be to probably okay because they, even if they got him, they would probably keep him alive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there are greater things to fear than death. Uh, I mean, yes, yes, but but there's a yeah. Okay, the worry isn't that he's dead, really. Speaking of death, though, given that your experiences, do you have any knowledge of Hades? The head just turns to look at you. An ancient god. I was speaking more of taxes and fools. <laughs> That's Fair the truth, sir. Yeah. There we yeah. are. Sorry, there it takes a while to sort of build it in. It, it, it has to be natural, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the. There he is. <laughs> he just turns and looks back down the table again. Uh, do you know how things are going up above in, in the abbey? The uh, head looks up and he's just looking through a ceiling that clearly isn't there to him. Well, we'll get back to our rest then. Yeah. So, thank you. Just turns in a particularly creepy way with a flash of the eyes and goes, Sleep well. <laughs> God, I'm so I'm so sorry that the fans don't get to see you being creepy corpse, Chaucer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> corpser. 
Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Oh, you know what? Incredible. That is a break right there. That is a break. Yes. Let's go applause, out on Applause. Applause. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome back. So, I am going to do a rare, rare opportunity and just be like, I think you've now, it's taken a couple of hundred episodes, cracked the formula. If you want a peaceful rest chill out next to one of the largest beacons of necromantic energy in the world. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay, you're all trying to go to comfy beds and nice hotels, okay? The very depths of hell is where everyone rests best. Just, you just got to chill saying. in apocalypses. Look, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Popular culture is trying to tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in that case then, genuinely, you can see out the rest of your rest should you wish, and I'm not going to be disturbing you with like, a, oh my god, ah! Um, I am going to get up a wee bit early, obviously not so early as to, to muck up the rest, and I will start preparing this hero's feast. I'm going to maybe have a chat to Chaucer and be like, hey, if I do some magic on your table, it's not going to like hurt you, is it? I don't think it will. But Tell you what, then, uh, can we RP that? Yeah, sure. Can I just check the rules for healing ability damage first? Because I don't know them. I think it's important to confirm if Azu gets all or some of her con back. Yes, no, good shout. Mm. Very good shout. I don't believe Azu will be able to naturally heal all of the con damage back up. I think it's yeah. going to cost Ben a spell. Cool. Yeah, because I, I lost four con total. So yeah, in terms of the uh, ability damage, unless otherwise noted, damage to your ability scores is healed at the rate of one per day to each ability score that has been damaged. So you could heal like dex and charisma and con and blah all by one, but you can't heal right. con by more than one, so you will need to spend the spell. Yeah. Fine, in which case, yeah, I'm going to prep restoration. I'm fine for all of that. That will make sense. I'd still quite like to RP your thing with Chaucer, if you're willing. Yeah, of course. So as you head out, you catch Chaucer sat perfectly still uh, in his chair, but he has a book open and is slowly, very delicately, working his way through a Harrison Campbell. Uh, hey, uh, uh, Jeff. Um, I'm going to prepare some food on this table magically, I think, if it's not going to cause you harm, is it, or anything, if I do anything like that near you? I don't want to... He turns around to survey you and then returns to uh, the book. Thou canst continue. Though... Might I ask a question of you? Yeah, of course. I have learnt what I might whilst trapped within these walls. Sending those out that might fetch for me. Did I live good life uh you, you should probably have a chat to Ahmed about that because it's been I think like 400 years and I'm not exactly a history expert so I I don't know I mean I guess it, it depends do, do you think you lived a good life really it kind of comes down to yourself I mean who's going to judge 
I mean, apart from like little regards, but you know, if you didn't follow on a little regards, and they've all got conflicting opinions anyway, so who knows? It's all pretty subjective, even if it's their subjection. What I mean is, I don't know, did, did you think you did? Might I offer advice? Sure. To the live well, for second chances are rare. <laughs> yeah. And often undesirable. Maybe. But you got to do what's best with what you're given, eh? I know I'm not, well, you know. I've had more experience than you may expect of this. Uh, Jeffrey holds up the book, sort of gestures over his shoulder at you. My thanks. Then lifts up a skeletal finger, moves to lick it, stops, <laughs> and then just turns the page and returns to his book. I will leave him to his reading then, and yeah, I will uh, make a hero's feast um, on this table. You've never done this before on audio. Could I please ask you to do so? Yes. As a sign of all those other heroes' feasts that we had off audio, like we just (laughs) love scoffing. Yeah, no, this is the first one that I've managed to cast actually, because it's all been a little bit, um, been quite busy. Mm. Anytime Zolf, you know, has had spare spell slots, and everyone's like, "What does he prepare?" It's heroes' feast all the way down. Uh, No, this is a this is a bonus spell. This is what this is my new bonus spell. Is why I've got it now because it's the community. Yeah, community domain. Um, but yeah, so basically, I'm, I'm working my way down the table. I'm setting places for four, five. I am setting a place for Babbage, so that's six places. Um, I'm actually going to do one for Chaucer because okay. it's polite. So Aww. seven places. Basically, what I'm doing is I'm working my way round, and I kind of pick up because you said there's like it's already laid, really, isn't it? Oh, the table. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's still laid with the food from earlier. Although uh, I'll point out, like, you might need to clear it out because it's like certain of the food which was then fresh has started to go a little bit mank not much but I assume being in the presence of a lich probably doesn't help things shelf life yeah (laughs) and that's what I was leading to is everything's rotting super quick yeah so you are going to need to clear the table it was fresh when you're there but it's already like turned so I'm not going to bother because I'm doing as Hamid likes to say magic (laughs) (laughs) so basically what I'm going to do is just I will work my way around the table like picking up the knives and forks and relaying the place and once I've relayed the place it's then full of food yeah sounds good and I'll just work my way around I'll pick up like the basket of apples and put it back down and it's almost like like a sleight of hand kind of thing it's not really noticeable when I put it back down it's better and like I'll pick up the cups and put them down and they're full of like well I mean it says literally ambrosia so a pretty, sure. pretty cool honeyed wine, I suppose. Ooh. Oh, I was really hoping for custard. Mm. Uh, I mean, hey, you know, your mileage may vary. I can, I'm sure it will adapt. <laughs> Actually, no, I like the idea. Screw the, the thing. It's a, it says it's a nectar-like beverage. It's whatever your favourite drink is. <laughs> it is mead for sale. It is Elvish mead. Yay. Fabulous. Nice. Yeah, that's that's all fine. That's all fine. Cool. So it takes me ten minutes to do. We have to consume it over the course of an hour. If that hour is broken, the spell doesn't work. You have to have like a proper hour of merrymaking. But and get your pens ready. So it lasts for these last for twelve hours. These effects. All sickness and nausea is removed. You gain the benefits of both neutralised poison and remove disease, which I don't think are relevant right now because we're all actually fine. Weirdly enough, so far, it would make it more pleasant in Chaucer's presence. Like, it'll mitigate the, the like, nausea and all that yes. jazz. We get, you gain 12 te- uh, temporary hit points. 
very tasty. And you, so that's after having your drink, and then uh, each creature that partakes gets a plus one morale bonus on attack rolls and will saves. I am not going to be reminding you all of this. This is your jobs to keep track of, people. That's fair. And a plus four morale bonus on saving throws against poison and fear, which I hope is going to be quite useful. Yep. See, a lot of text, but yeah. Worth it. Absolutely worth it. Yeah, a lot lot of stuff. Also gives me the best image ever of let's take a moment and examine what this dinner actually looks like. (laughs) Eating in a well-lit mausoleum (laughs) with a lich at the head of the table who has little to no face with Babbage in his jar. Which I have put on a like chair and turned the speaker on so he can have a chat. Yeah, 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 yeah. With everyone else. It's, it's an odd image. I like it, but it is odd. It is a strange tableau. Ultimate found family. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason in my head we have Christmas crackers. I mean, I don't know. Yes, we, yes. <laughs> can that be canon? And, and Geoffrey Chaucer is the only one, but he has a paper Christmas hat on. <laughs> don't know where he got it. Uh, I will say a couple of a couple of like detail notes because I don't think we'll have the time to RP like the entire yeah, thing. Yeah. Obviously, Wild seems a little less ill at ease at this one. Scrog seemingly utterly un- un- oh, no. unabashed eight, eight by people. I'm sorry, I forgot Scrog. Eight people. That's fine. That's I know your spell can count for it, so it's all good. But yeah, in terms of Babbage, Babbage is clearly enjoying the company of new people etc despite the the circumstances Chaucer has a bit of a hard time at first because anything that he touches immediately begins to rot so he starts holding the um, like knife and fork right at their tippy tops in order to sort of simulate the eating experience so sad and so slapstick (laughs) he does eventually like as the as the conversation picks up he does start to tell a joke but I won't RP it because it really is like there once wast Milner <laughs> a Milner I knew long ago like that's the pace yeah. and it takes like a good five minutes it has a decent punchline but it, I'm not going to RP it because it goes on and on and it's not even because it's a particularly long joke it's just he has a he yeah. has a max kind of speed he's like an ant yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's, it's an ent telling an ever so slightly bawdy joke. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure that it's it's uh, clear that Cell waits right until the punchline is delivered, even if it is obvious what the punchline is as he's like delivering it yeah, slowly, yeah, yeah. and absolutely cracks up. Like it's not feigned. It's just like this is this is joyous, <laughs> loving historical I will say joke. It is a mechanically good joke, but. God damn, it's like timing does matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll join in with the like a positive response because hey, yeah, he's trying. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, if anyone wants to RP any specific conversations amongst party and NPCs, that's fine. But I thought I'd give a couple of flavor elements just to sort of lay out the kind of vibe. Yeah, I, ju- I just think rather than RPing it, Cell will partly because it was in the Wikipedia page that Chaucer poems were some of the most printed for like. 400 years or so the idea that there would have been like on the ship that Sel's dad came across and there would have been Shakespeare and Chaucer yeah like, and absolutely. so very much like that has shaped Sel's idea of what the UK and England and London might be like and sure. so like lots of actual references to the stories give me give, you specifically give me a sense motive oh gosh natural one 
<laughs> that's fine. Honestly, that's fine. Um, Chaucer definitely seems interested in what you're saying. It is impossible to read anything on that face. <laughs> there's, just, there's just nothing approaching a facial expression, and his body language is turned off as well. He asks the right questions, but it's impossible to tell what's going on behind the that eyes. That genuinely breaks my heart, because I would love to know that, like, <laughs> like, if Chaucer just liked to know... I'm not even going to allow other people to uh, sense motive. It was a your conversation, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is this is why we play the game. And <laughs> I think a conversation that Azu has, she's going to realise that it has been her birthday at some point. Oh no, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks it was during the lost time in the plains, but she doesn't mind so much because she's had a present since. And she's having a nice breakfast thing. Hamid insists that the entire group sing happy birthday to Azu. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to join in. Aww. As, Azu does what I, I, I am. I am feeling all flush. Just like, it's not even me. It's not even me. <laughs> <laughs> she appreciates it embarrassedly. <laughs> For Zolf's part, he's not a massive conversationalist, but will, like, just um, be a bit less obviously grumpy and just exist in the space, you know, amongst the community. At some point, Wild stands, holds a a glass and sort of taps taps it with a fork for a second. And although he stands with a smile, he sort of takes a a sombre, a more sombre expression, a bit more grounded, holds up the glass to absent friends. Absent friends. To absent absent friends. friends. And then drinks. Yep, absent friends. To the best people I have ever known. Gestures to everyone. No, uh, best. Yeah, like, to the best likewise. people I've ever known. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure to be on this journey with you all, despite everything that's happened along the way. I can't imagine more other people that would have been better to be here with, other than those that were here for part of it. And then he holds the glass up one last time. There's not much left. There's maybe enough for one more. And he just goes to a world that doesn't yet deserve the calibre of heroism that we're about to bring it. <laughs> and then nails oh, the entire glass and sits. Um, Hamid will make uh, eye contact with Zolf, uh, raise his glass again and say, to what comes next? Aww. To what comes next? To what comes next? Stop my toast. Next. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, heart snaps again. Like, have it really trying and so no, 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 no. That was an OC comment. Like, actually, <laughs> Dolph, Dolph appreciates that. Oh, okay, that was, right, right, yeah. <laughs> this is I was sitting here thinking, and I'm going to toast and say, what comes next? <laughs> <laughs> As the hour, as the end of the hour is approaching, Hamid will turn to uh, Babbage and say, "So, Charles, I think it's time for the final briefing on, on a technical level. What what exactly is it we're going to do once we get to the top of the tower?" Well, uh, would you like the terrible news, the bad news, or the good news? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> terrible news is that whilst we are working, we are going to be as exposed as it is possible to be in the centre of the most dangerous place I know of. I expected that. The bad news is it is highly likely that our adversaries know we are approaching. Our, our, Our bases have been compromised. Our plans are most likely known. The good news is no one knows where we are right 
now. And in terms of actually activating the device, it is very simple. We need to reach the very top of the tower, the rooftop no less. To do so within might carry complications. We wish to be as exposed to the elements as possible. Once there, we need to set up this little thingy on my left. It uh, looks like a, a tripod. It's sort of built into his thing. It's, uh, it's effectively a setup tripod. It looks a little bit like a tiny little lightning rod or something. We set up that at the top. We then communicate Lovelace and tell her that we're ready. She will activate the primary device. This assembly will then synchronize and then activate. That will possibly take about one minute, during which time everything connected will know where we are and what we are doing, because they will feel it. It might incapacitate them, but I've learned not to trust our luck. Which is why we leave nothing to chance. It is my intent that we start Lovelace synchronizing and expose ourselves as late as possible. But once the device activates fully, we are in uncharted territory. I would expect large distortions of reality, potential uh, distortions of people's interior mental architecture, and most likely we will, to put it bluntly, have a weird time of it. <laughs> All going well, at the end of that, I will temporarily be in a position to relinquish control, and will do so. Once I've done so, our failsafe, thanks to your good cells, will trigger, I shall be disconnected, and all going well, we shall have dealt with our problem. Ultimately, our goal is very simple. Avoid being overwhelmed whilst we are exposed, and ensure that no matter what the cost, we are able to complete the activation. After that point, there is nothing further that any of you can do. And we are hoping there is something I can do. There is one other thing to mention. I'm not an arrogant man, but if anything were to happen to me, things get more complicated, and we may need to improvise. This is ill-advised. Does everyone understand? Any questions? What does imprecisive mean? Cutting one of our heads open and popping us in? Improvising is a very polite way of me saying, I don't know, oh. I'll have to think on it. Fair enough. I apologise, it's just... I'm in rather prestigious company and thought I would rise to the occasion. I'm not very practised at this. But you, you're doing fine. Like, yeah. Thank you. What I, a thought it was, thing I, to say. I thought it was a great speech. Oh, thank you. It, look, it, it can't be more than about 500 feet from the roof of this abbey to the top of the tower mm. as the crow flies. I think that's how we should do it. If we get up onto the roof, ready to fly... We can reach the top of the tower before anyone has figured out that that way we don't trip any alarms on the way. They might spot us, but if we're moving fast enough, we can start before they've got a chance to be in place. I could seal the stairway up. There's got to be a, it's a tower, right? There's going to be a doorway or something. I can I can I can create a wall that'll stop them at least. If we've only got a minute, you know, even yeah. if it takes them twenty seconds. That's a lot. I hate to uh, make assumptions, but Zolf, you 
have done uh, some spells related to storms before. Can you create any kind of mist, fog, clouds? As weird, 500 foot doesn't sound like very far, but if you're being shot at with lightning and monsters... Ironically, in an old life, yes, but no. I can protect us from certain sort of forms of energy, but I don't know what they're going to throw at us, so I, you know, I've got to make a call when I cast it, so I need to... Once, we, once they've done it, I can go, oh, well, we'll protect from this, but yeah. Okay. Wild pipes up. Well, it seems to me that our options are try and be stealthy for a very, very long time, which isn't something we're particularly excellent at, though we're doing better, I'll tell you that. <laughs> or I think there's probably going to be a mad dash element here. Yeah. And off the roof, if nothing else, it's, it's a bucket list item dealt with. Right, so <laughs> it sounds great. I mean, obviously, so um, sell you can fly. Ahmed, you can fly. Yes, and I can cast a spell on anyone who, who doesn't have another way to do so. Yeah, Ben, we're going to muck it up right later. Don't you need to like know how to do it? I, um... I think that Topaz might be able to help me out. <gasps> Wait, really? Yes. Uh, oh, well, oh, um... Wow, okay. Uh, should, uh, she couldn't also carry me could she with Babbage and you know I'm, like my boots only I can't go that's a good question Alex her strength modifier is plus seven uh, yeah you should be fine and wild the, the, well, the flying spell does help you do so as well if you're not too you know constricted by what you're wearing then I think if I cast the spell on you Oscar you can probably be okay and if Topaz can carry Azu and Zolf. And Skrark, you can glide, can't you? So, Well, I'll, I'll cast the spell on Skrark as well, and with Skrark's natural ability to put together, he should, he should be fine too. Oh, that sounds like a plan. Like, actually Babbage, a plan. at this point, is like, in principle, that all sounds very feasible. I would ask, has anyone apart from myself seen uh, Westminster in its current state? Oh, right, it's going to be a giant bloody plant in it. I was oh. going to say oh, we could smash through the clock face but is it even there anymore? Now I think you have an excellent plan and goodness knows should the opportunity present for us to just hop skip and jump to our destination we absolutely should. I merely suggest it might not be that simple. The airspace can be quite busy so oh, it will blimey. depend on what's going on in the city busy? Are there flying things outside? We may need to entertain the possibility that Guivre may be in the vicinity. Oh. oh. Bloody hell. A dragon. Well, that were going to be a problem regardless, so I guess we'll just make a dash for it. My point exactly. Actually, hang on a minute. A Ahmed, you can make us in... Can you... Mm, can you cover everyone? Could you get Topaz as well? I might be able to, yes. If that avoids a fight with a dragon, I think that's probably useful. I know, obviously, that will limit your options later, but... It's going to burn through a lot of my ability to cast spells, but might be our best option nonetheless. Well, we'll get up there. If we see Queeve, then we can pivot. We can make the final call when we've got a view over the surrounding area, yeah. Right. Depending. Sounds like an excellent plan. It's better than anything we'd have had. And also, it lasts long enough. We could maybe set up 
and contact Lovelace while... We're still invisible. Yeah, because if, if Babbage is still invisible, if we're protecting Babbage, well, if they can't see Babbage, great. Remember, invisibility isn't flawless. Some things can just see through it. It, it gives us a bit... Oh, God. Weaver is quite likely to be in that category. Uh, some of us can distract her. <laughs> I think we might have to. All right, well... I can be very distracting. So that can I. <laughs> uh, well, it's actually, the, at well, which point, at which point, Chaucer just looks like Cell, pardon the pun, dead in the eye, and just goes, "Methinks I might be able to distract many people." Excellent. And I think I'll end the episode there. Oh, we have got a friend. What a good friend. That's Aww. yeah. I'm glad we didn't kill Chaucer. I think Chaucer. we have an actually feasible plan. Yeah, that is a... that is a Yeah, blimey. I didn't expect one. <laughs> I haven't accounted for it. But and here yeah, we are. And just the fact that... Yeah, as Liv said, like, just... Our new bestie is a lich. Who, who's Yay! Fun. What a helpful Did you lad. look at your CRs and be like, oh dear, this is too hard. Better give them a friend. The, 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 lich, the lich can fight the elder dragon while the rest of us deal with everything else. Yeah, this we is like, this is like when you're playing Skyrim and you get that assassin's horse and you just like <laughs> set them on each other and wander yeah. off. Well, it, it sorts out, itself out. We were actually the B plot all along, and the finale yeah. is actually just Lich versus Dragon. <laughs> Love it. With, with that, I'm going to wrap it up there, and we'll all be back next week for the newest episode of Jeff Chaucer Dragon Slayer. <laughs> Jeff, Cor- <laughs> Jeff, uh, Jeff Corpser Dragon Slayer. Oh, Jeff Corpser Dragon Slayer. <laughs> I think my mistake. I think you mean Slayer of the Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, all. Bye. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.